you looking to reach your full potential and achieve success in business and in life? Want only tried and tested guidance from people who have truly made an impact? You have come to the right place. Welcome to Five Questions with Dan Shabell. New York Times bestselling author Dan Shabell distills the most actionable and tangible advice from a variety of world-class humans, including entrepreneurs, authors, Olympians, politicians, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, TED speakers, celebrities, astronauts, and more. Inspirational guidance, practical advice, and concrete solutions. Our Power Chat starts now. Welcome to the 60th episode of the 5 Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Shaw Bell, and my goal is to create the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is Chairman, CEO, and co-founder of Blackstone, Steve Schwarzman. Born in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, Steve went to Abington Senior High School before enrolling in Yale University. When he graduated, he had a brief stint in the U.S. Army Reserve before enrolling and graduating from Harvard Business School. Steve's first job was at investment bank Donaldson, Lufkin, and Generate. Then he became a managing director at Lehman Brothers at age 31 before co-founding the Blackstone Group with his former boss and former CEO of Lehman, Peter Peterson. Today, Blackstone manages about $545 billion in assets with over $7 billion in annual revenue, leaving Steve with a net worth of over $17 billion. I had the opportunity to visit Steve at his New York City offices to talk about the lessons he's learned and his business perspectives that are captured in his book, What It Takes. Your dad, when you were growing up, operated a linen store, and instead of expanding because it was really successful, he decided not to. He was very content. What did you learn from that experience, and how did that, how was that incorporated into your thinking moving forward? Well, I, I learned that people are much different. And, and just because you can do something, uh, a lot of people don't want to do that. And uh, I found as, as my uh, careers evolved that, that sometimes you can even tell competitors what you're thinking of doing. You think it's a great idea, and almost always they sort of look at you and say, that's interesting, and then they go about their day. So, so I learned that even though my dad was super smart, much smarter than I was, and, and, and uh, I am, um, his need uh, to, to overwhelm something, create something, uh, wasn't there. Uh, and, and people are very reluctant, uh, often, to, to change their habits, their decision-making, looking at something new. I don't know why that is, whether they think it's risky or just unfamiliar. Uh, and it's a great advantage for those of us who, who don't have that uh, problem. What do you think it is about you to have the ambition to build such a big company, to have so much influence and, and power in the world, that really drove you, whereas other people might not have wanted to build something as significant? I, it, it's sort of like playing sports. Um, somebody throws you the ball you want to put it in the hoop, right? Uh, or if it's football, they throw you the ball, you want to catch it. Uh, and so th this is a series of, of, of games, if you will. Uh, and if they're played against better teams, it's, it's still basically the same game. You're just trying to win. Uh, and, and as you have more ambition, if you will, 
you, you're playing against better players and it makes it more interesting. Uh, and so the drive is always the same. It, it just depends what scale uh, you want to get to. And these things don't happen as part of an organized plan. They, they come as a series of opportunities. And if you see a great opportunity, how can you not do it? It's, you create something very substantial with, with virtually no risk, uh, because I, I don't believe in taking risk. I, I never want to start anything I don't think is, a, is an easy success. Most entrepreneurs don't see the risk, which is why they take the risk. Uh, but most entrepreneurs aren't always right. Yeah, and very few are successful, especially at, at your level. Yeah. You've donated over a billion dollars to charities. How do you select what causes to donate to, and what is the criteria for, for that selection? Well, that's a great question, uh, because the people who work with me ask the same question. And, and part of it is, is just the confluence of, of things that you happen to be interested in and, and somebody bringing you uh, a proposal. I, I get proposals all the time. All you have to do is a little, be a little bit prosperous, and they find you. Uh, you know, everybody sort of wants money for something that is inevitably a pretty good cause. Uh, and, and so it has to be something that strikes you as a person, something in your experience, something that uh, a problem you want to address. With someone who has a huge net worth, multiple billions of dollars, unlimited resources, what can money not buy that brings happiness and joy into your life? You have to be able to enjoy a beautiful sunset. Uh, you have to like being on the water with, uh, you know, sort of the, the wind uh, in, in your face. You, you have to like to do uh, athletic things. You have to like, you know, great food and, and beautiful music and, and elegance. And you, you don't need to be unidimensional. That's like a waste. Uh, and money doesn't facilitate all of these things. Uh, a lot of them are available for the taking. Uh, and, and you have to have that sense of balance uh, and elegance of execution of, of whatever you're doing. Just, just to walk, you know, looking at, at beautiful things, beautiful environment, you know, that's pleasure. So, so financial wherewithal is, is good stuff. And, you know, it, it, it helps, uh, obviously. Uh, day-to-day -day life or, or, or logistics, uh, but the contentment you have has nothing to do with that type of a thing. And what's your best piece of career advice? Do something you love. You may not find it when you start. Get a good foundation for your first job. Learn things. Don't be too impatient. Watch what other people have done in terms of where they leave and when they start something else and what the record is. M my experience is people tend to leave things, absent tech, leave too early before they've really learned enough lessons and, and, and then they're confronted with situations that they don't know how to handle so well and, and they make a mess. It's, it's one thing to make a mess within an organization where somebody can help clean it up. When you're alone and you make a mess, you've got nowhere to hide. You have no one to really help you. 
and, and then it can bring you down or damage your your career because you can't get back on the learning track so you have to be careful when you make a move uh, to, to change thank you so much for sharing your wisdom steve to follow his journey, you can read his book, What It Takes, and find him on LinkedIn, where he shares his business advice, media appearances, motivational quotes, and speeches. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, where I ask Steve even more questions, you can go to youtube.com slash We hope you enjoyed today's show and the amazing advice our guests provided. Remember that you can only benefit from advice if you act on it. Before you do, we would appreciate your feedback in the form of a review. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or a podcatcher of your choice. Your feedback would be very much appreciated. Head over to danshawbell.com slash review now.